We're starting here at the ponds of the Golden Gate Casting and Angling Club. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump to our next stop. No need to hurry. We can take a closer look at our surroundings. A much closer look. Check out this bee. It's always nice to stop and smell the flowers in Golden Gate Park. This is the Golden Gate Park cast. I'm your host, Hanat Baba. We've been walking on all kinds of surfaces. Pavement, of course, dirt trails, grass. Right now, we're on a gravel road. As we approach John F. Kennedy Boulevard again, we come across a site you won't find on any map, but one that locals return to every year. There's a patch of cherry blossom trees. Beautiful, for sure, but they're not the draw, actually. Beside them, about 30 feet up one of the park's majestic tall trees, there's a nest, a great horned owl nest. Year after year, the owls return to the same spot, and year after year, bird watchers return to see them. Get lucky, and you might catch the majestic sight of one of the parents swooping in towards their home. And if you crane your neck, you might see their fuzzy, cream-colored offspring peeking out. So cute. Right now, though, we're crossing the street to see some much bigger creatures. Much, much bigger. We're going to the bison paddock. For well over a century, Golden Gate Park has hosted a herd of these 900-pound hoofed and hairy beasts. They were originally brought in as part of a nationwide conservation effort. So why are they still here? Laura Cliven's got some answers from people who care for the bison in their home on the west side of the park. 16 here is Betsy. 38 is Buttercup, and then the last one is Bambi. That's Sarah King, and she could be listing off a series of Disney characters, but she's actually introducing me to a herd of eight furry bison in Golden Gate Park. I'm a hoofstock person, so I like the big hooved animals. <laughs> King is employed by the San Francisco Zoo to be the primary bison keeper here. She works with fellow hoofstock fan, Jim Nappy. I'm Jim Nappy. I'm curator of hoofstock and marsupials at San Francisco Zoo. We love bison. We do. <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of like your children. You know, you take care of them, and you know, there's a lot of pride in them. They might look friendly, but these bison are definitely not docile. I think people write these guys off like they're just a bunch of cows, and we have to remember they're not domestic. They're still wild. They, they act wild. These animals are extremely stubborn and very smart. So they're not your average cow, and they're not your average buffalo either, although the words are often used interchangeably. The buffalo was food, clothing, shelter, sport, trade goods, and every utensil. Buffalo live in Africa and Asia, but bison are native to North America. They also have smaller horns and bigger humps and faces than buffalo. And their fur is so dense that uh, snow can actually settle on top of it and not melt. So that's why they are perfect for the Great Plains area. So what are they doing in the moderate climate of San Francisco? Nappy says the bison were brought to Golden Gate Park back in 1892. But to understand why, you have to go back even further. From Pennsylvania to the Rock, and from the Great Slave Lake to the Rio Grande, 
The herds were growing when the Spaniards saw them in 1521. 60 million and growing. This was the new world. There were so many bison that when Lewis and Clark crossed the U.S. in the early 1800s, they wrote that, quote, the moving multitude darkened the whole plains. For the Native Americans, bison were central to their livelihoods. But then, the U.S. frontier moved west. Bison numbers started dropping dramatically from overhunting and disease. Businesses advertised bison hunting competitions, and settlers intentionally killed bison to limit Native American resources. And soon the railroads came. They brought gentlemen hunters who slew for so-called sport. They brought hunters who killed for tongues alone. And they brought hide hunters with their skinners. The prairies began to rot with wasted carcasses. You know, when there's 30 million of one type of animal and within, you know, a hundred year period, there's only several thousand, there's a problem. By the late 1800s, the number of bison bottomed out at about a thousand. It was then that independent organizations began placing small herds in zoos and private farms across the country. San Francisco was an area that was identified as a place that could house bison, and that's what they did. At that time, they just offered big fields, big pastures, and they just threw a lot of animals in there and said, let's just let these guys breed, let's improve you know, their numbers, get the population up to help with the conservation effort. Efforts like this, plus a commercial boom for bison meat, slowly brought numbers back up to about 500,000 today. Most of these bison live in captivity, except for a large, free-roaming herd in Yellowstone National Park. Jim Nappy says the San Francisco bison contributed directly to the conservation movement. Overall, 100 calves were born in the bison paddock as people lined John F. Kennedy Drive to watch. Each spring, new herds rumbled out of a legendary cavern and covered the land with abundance. Today, the bison in Golden Gate Park are no longer breeding. But don't worry, they'll be around for a while. Six of the all-female herd were brought in as calves in 2011, and the other two are in their 20s, while the herd's matriarch just died at age 30. Over the years, these bison have come to mean many different things to San Franciscans. Like the high schoolers who would let them out as their senior prank. Or the Native Americans who held their ceremonies here. But for those who know their story, they are a reminder of this city's role in preserving a character from our past. They're part of the history of that effort and those efforts that we continue with other animal species. And I think the park represents that with bison. It's a good story. That story was told by Laura Clivens. Next time on the Golden Gate Park cast, we're taking aim at another attraction. Raise up, draw back. One, two, let go. We started coming out here because I got um, a target and stuff like that. It's really, really fun to do. Yeah, <laughs> I hit that time. 
Hear all about the archery range next time on the Golden Gate Parkcast. This podcast is produced by KELW Public Media right here in San Francisco. Our team includes Shireen Adil, David Boyer, Gabe Graben, James Rollins, Victor Tents, and Ben Trefney. You can subscribe to the Golden Gate Parkcast wherever you get your feeds and at KELW.org slash subscribe. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, go ahead and give us a rating and a review. It's easy as taking a walk in the park. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Hanal Baba. Baba.